I went to pharmacy school with this expectation in mind, but it's not at all what pharmacy should be. In fact, a lot of times I look and wonder, is this all there is? That's exactly what so many pharmacists face, especially nowadays with the great resignation and everything going on in the world. But what do you actually do about it? Because here's the deal. If you go online, everyone's talking about the problem. In fact, if you go to a lot of pharmacy conferences, they bring in people to speak about the problem with very little information about what to do about it. Well, as y'all know, I dropped the real talk, not just for me, but from people who are taking the problem and actually creating solutions. What a concept, right? But today I have a really special guest. Um, it's a man that I've known for several years. And I'm so proud of him and I'm really excited to reintroduce you uh, to this man. He's been on the podcast before several years ago, but this is a guy that you really want to get to know because all too often we have a past. All too often we have pain in our past, maybe even self-shame. But when you can own that and work through it, you not only evolve from the other side, but you're now in a place of authority to help people go through the same journey. So today, I'm honored and excited to invite to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast, Dr. Brian Bisher, who believes long-term health is not just about sticking to a specific regimen. It's about creating a lifestyle we love that brings more joy, connection, and service into our lives. Because for him, he dealt with weight and body image issues for most of his teens and his 20s, and he eventually cracked the code to reaching his body's natural level of fitness and has rewritten the story of his life. Brian has made it his mission in life to help 1 million men build better bodies with positive, sustainable changes so they can write better stories for their life. My man, welcome back to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast. Adam, it is so great to be here, man. I am so pumped. It was, it was great to see you in person last month and just really excited for this opportunity. Thanks for having me back. Oh, absolutely. So guys, uh, you might've heard I spoke live at Ohio Pharmacists Association, um, gave a presentation and I was really, I, I was so excited, dude, that you got to be there and, and enjoy, yeah. the, <laughs> enjoy the party that we turned it into. <laughs> Hopefully you enjoyed yourself. Oh, dude, it was a party, man. You lit up the room and it was just, it was just a pleasure to see how you deliver your, deliver your stuff, dude. It, it, it's awesome here on the podcast, but even better in person, I would say. Oh, I appreciate that, man. Yeah. So there, there's something that so many pharmacists struggle with. They go yeah. into school and they spend on average around, I think it's 170, but we'll just round up to $200,000 in debt for student loans. They spend at least six years of their life with this vision in mind of, I'm gonna go to pharmacy school, graduate, and this is what life's gonna look like. But they get there and say, this does not meet my expectations. This is not what I thought it was. Is this all there is? So can you share a little bit about your journey through that process and how you came to that place, but then reframed yeah. it, you rescripted your life to where it is today? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to talk about that. So actually, if I can be honest for a second, it happened to me before I even graduated pharmacy school. Like oh. this realization came to me when I was on rotations in my last year of pharmacy school. And so I'm on my rotations. I'm in the ICU actually. And I'm, I'm like, 
burning the candle at both ends already. And like, they're having us get there at six in the morning, stay till five at night. No pharmacist mm-hmm. does that. What are you talking about? <laughs> or student. Yeah. No, nobody burns the candle at both ends. So, <laughs> so like already I'm like, this is not what I want to do. And, and you're getting there and there's people that are really sick. And obviously it's ICU. It's the most intense part of healthcare. And I, I did actually, the crazy thing is I didn't actually know it at the time. What, why it was, it didn't resonate with me with what I wanted, with what I expected to do in pharmacy and why just, this just felt so misaligned and why I knew then, like, this was not what I wanted pharmacy to be like for me. And, and I came to realize over the years that it was because my values and my purpose and my, what I was passionate about were just not actually what I got to do in pharmacy school, like practicing as a pharmacy student. And then as a pharmacist, you see people and they're just so sick. They're at the end of the spectrum and they need this extreme help. And I just, I knew at the time, like I wanted to do more. I wanted to get more ahead of the curve as you like, or you would say, or like get more into the preventative things. And yeah. And you just, as, as you see yourself, like people come to you and they're at their wits end sometimes just they're hoping for a fix, a cure all with this prescription and I knew that was not what I wanted to do. I, I did not want to just have people relying on these medications um, that that really don't address the root cause. And I, I know that that's uh, true with what I hear people tell me all the time. Like they just yeah. wish medications to like, they don't actually fix me what, what I'm doing. And a woman actually broke down about this to me yesterday is that she like literally broke down in tears saying, I'm on this medication, but it's not getting me any better. In mm. fact, I'm, I feel like I'm getting worse. And so I still practice in a hospital setting. Um, and I still have those moments where I just, I felt, I honestly felt helpless in that room for her yesterday. I did not know what to say. Yeah. I just listened. Um, and oftentimes, man, I think that's all that people really want because so many times I've met patients and this happened to, uh, to my colleague, uh, to work at blueberry pharmacy, uh, Dr. Kyle, he's freaking incredible, but all the time, He'll have patients come in that say, I've been dealing with this disease, this condition, this diagnosis for 15 years, and I've been through more doctors than you probably ever talked to, and you're the first person that ever listened to me. So all too often, we think that we have to have it all figured out. We think we have to be you know, the cure-all and have like this magic formula to cure diabetes in 10 minutes, but really what they really want is listening, and that's exactly what you gave her, dude, exactly what she needed. And uh, to your point, I think that a lot of pharmacists and students feel conflicted because the deeper we get in pharmacy, the more we see that's true in a lot of cases. And I, I think one of the things that get us in trouble and feeling conflicted and misaligned as a profession is we approach pharmacy as it has to be either or. You either use prescriptions or you don't. You either do preventative medicine or you don't. I think it really comes to a and. So I think medications and prescriptions have a point and purpose depending on the individual and where they are. But exactly yeah. to your point, I think every pharmacist agrees with you. You have to have some sort of preventative care and how to manage that. Yeah. And I think that's what really transformed your career and what you're doing. Because I mean, as a student, and that's kind of a blessing, like imagine if you graduated and you started having those thoughts, but at least you got to reform that and reframe that, you know, it might've been right before graduation rotations, but still you had some time, you had some access to professors and other rotations and stuff to, to start doing that. So can you kind of give us insight into how you started reframing that uh, along your student journey, your pharmacist journey? 
Yeah, man. And I actually talked about this with a student we I had on rotation with us. She was, she was nearing the end of her rotation about to graduate. And she basically told me, she's like, I feel misaligned with this, this career, this profession. Yeah. And I said, here's what you can do. I said, being a pharmacist, it is going to position you. You are going to, you're going to come out of school and you're going to get comfortable. Right. But you have to continue making yourself uncomfortable. You have to continue. Oh, yeah. You have to want to learn. You have to want to get more. I said, you're, you're in the exact same position. I was, you know, nine years ago now, which is crazy to think about. But I said, what I didn't realize at the time was, you know, I, I kind of just, I got, I settled. Right. And I got comfortable and I, with the lavish lifestyle, the money and yeah, I just was having fun enjoying things. And I could have really expedited my growth, my journey had someone just told me to just keep getting uncomfortable mm-hmm. and to realize that being a pharmacist is going to position you to have great flexibility. If you are purposeful about it and intentional about it to learn outside of your career, to take care of yourself outside of your career, little by little, and to just continue to push yourself and learn and position yourself, figure out what it is you're passionate about, because it doesn't have to end here. You don't have to get to the, it's just the beginning. Pharmacy school graduation is not the end of the, it's not the beginning of the end. It's the what am I trying to say here? It's yeah, like it's literally the, the, beginning the beginning of the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the beginning yeah. Of the journey. And so, yeah, go ahead. You want to say something? No, no, no. I think what oh. you say is so spot on, man, because a lot of times when we have these thoughts and feelings, we have like shame. We have like, oh, everyone else has it figured out, but I am screwed. I am stuck. And you see other people, but the reality is everyone has these thoughts. And it's not like you get a career and they're gone. You're always assessing and questioning yourself and limiting beliefs. And this isn't against anybody listening to this. This is reality. So what you say, like those two things, they're huge. And that's leading right into the next point of, I feel like conflicted. Like, I don't know what to do. I'm not sure what my next step is. I feel like I'm inauthentic. This isn't what I signed up for. Everyone has those thoughts at some point in their career, whether you're a student pharmacist that's brand new or 10, 20 years in your career. The other thing is I need to grow, but I don't know what my next step is. I'm not sure how to, because here's the thing we all have to realize. The thinking that got you here is not the same thinking that will get you there. So if you keep doing the same thing, you're going to get the same result. So how do you think differently if you're the one that's been creating this thinking? And it's nothing against you, the listener, watcher, whoever you are, but that is the importance of having a like-minded community that is seeking discomfort, that is seeking growth, that is seeking ways to create solutions, maybe in a, a different angle. So if ever, and this is where I started my whole brand and you as well, if we're all trying to solve the problem going in the front door, it's not going to open any different. But if you make a window or Jimmy open the garage door, now maybe you have a different angle. And that comes from thinking outside of the paradigm that we're trained in. Nothing against pharmacy or your school or anything, but you have to come at it from a different angle. And that comes from having a community, which is one of the things that you have developed through online and social media. And I say this all the time, it's not living on social media, it's creating connections on social media as a stepping stone to further relationships. Like, I don't know, Ohio Pharmacists Association, for example, connecting online, then you see them in person. It's very different if you meet someone cold and you're like, oh, who are you? I just met you for the first time versus 
yo, I've been interacting with you online, your content, we've talked and stuff. And now you meet them in person for the first time, but you've been connecting them so long in different contexts, you feels like you've known them forever. So you can have those deep <laughs> conversations right off the bat. That's what social yeah. oh, media is. God. It's not a replacement, it's an augmentation for that to take those relationships to a higher level. And that's the value of community. So can you share a little bit about how you you created that community for for people in in your so I want you to touch on that too. You talked about with uh with uh, my interest. the media from other people, what, what, what we should be, what we should do, all those sort of things. And you got to give us insight into that journey. Yeah, absolutely. And just to, to your point on like the community real quick and pharmacy, one of my best friends now, Corey Jenks, he gave a talk at OPA too. I actually listened to a podcast he was on and I reached out to him cold and I was like, oh, hi, I just enjoyed your podcast, man. Cold. And I was like, oh, hi, I just enjoyed your podcast, man. And we just got some exchanges going and next thing you know, we're on the phone and boom, like, I think he's, I really consider one of my best friends we met in person, but it felt like I had known him my whole life yes. this past year. So I really can't speak enough about just, if you listen to someone like on a podcast, they resonate with you, reach out because you know, it, it was life transforming for me. Um, but to your point on just the power of community with positive, making positive changes, you need that group to hold you accountable because I, and this is just a cliche stating, but it's easy to let yourself down, but it's a lot harder to let someone else down. So if you're in a community and you make a promise to someone or you make a commitment that you're going to do something and then they can hold you accountable to that, that is just powerful. And that's what I've helped create in this, this community here is that a lot of us, we really struggle with being so hard on ourselves. We're so critical of ourselves. We label things in health as bad or good. And what I help to try people to do is reframe this, this mindset that it's, it's gotta be, it's simpler than it has to be simpler yes. than we make it out to be. And it's about creating momentum with small wins, small, easy wins that really redefine who we believe we are. And then they really support our self-efficacy beliefs and our overall view of ourselves. Because once you start to change that, and then you start to do things out of the, this new identity, it just becomes second nature and it just becomes effortless. And then just to see people grow in that way and to, to stop being so critical of themselves, but then to have that support to help them be more self-accepting, more compassionate towards themselves, because it's really compassion that is going to help results stay and like be more sustainable in the long term. If you're making changes for yourself out of love and compassion, believe me, those are going to stick a heck of a lot more than if you're making changes because you're like, do this, do that. I got to do this. Like got to whip myself into shape. And that's this culture we live in is like, we, you know, we're going for this mock. You're not that like, definitely, you're not that like, it's not the toxic fitness culture that is yes. starting to like, it's not the toxic fitness culture that is yes. starting to like make its way into the mainstream media, right? Like, yeah, Fitspiration, like you're really inspiring people. And I love seeing your videos, but thank you, man. Uh, yeah, but and this is a tangent of saying just like it's it's got to be making changes out of love and compassion for yourself than anything else if you've been feeling lost isolated and like everyone else in pharmacy has it figured out but you feel behind if you feel like you're struggling with stuff and you're kind of apprehensive to share it what if you had a community that was private safe and led by yours truly to lead the discussion on struggles that every pharmacist is dealing with 
but suffering in silence. They're facing them every day, but they don't have anyone to talk through it with. They don't have a community to create actual solutions to real life problems that you're struggling with on a daily basis. What if I told you that this community actually exists and I want to invite you to join it? If you're a good fit and you are looking for a community of not just talking problems, but really creating solutions on the real talk that we face on a daily basis as pharmacists, go on Instagram, find me at The Fit Pharmacist, and send me a DM, a direct message with the word community so that I can invite you to the inner fold and allow you to be a part of the change. It all starts with you, but you don't have to do it alone. I'll see you on the inside. It's not what you do, it's why you do it. Such a key point, dude, that you made there. I really wanted to drive that home. But all too often we look at, like, we're, come on, we're pharmacists. We love to check things off a list. Like our, our life, y'all are going to laugh. Our life is starting our day with five things. And as the day goes on, we cross two off, but end with 20. <laughs> that's how it works because we're focused on what to do. And dude, to your point, like that's exactly why I started Instagram and I launched my community pharmacist growth group on Facebook. But it, it's so key because the things, the, the little wins that you talked about, they're so essential and people look at them and they discount them as being overly simplistic. But let's be real. How often do we overcomplicate it? So when you're able to meet people where they are and hold them accountable, you can guide them to that place. And, and I mean, I know you do work with, with body image and weight loss. My first business was nutrition consulting way back in the day. And they've done studies on people that have not just lost weight, but kept it off long term. Because did you know? that every person has lost 100 pounds, they've lost 10 pounds 10 times over and over again. So how do you consistently maintain it? The number one factor is accountability. And that comes through community. So if you have a man or woman that's looking to lose weight, if you can get their spouse, their significant other on board, the success is like triple because they have that accountability. Because the reality is you're gonna have days where you feel like you know the world's in your favor. You've got this. And that's easy to show up and do what you know you need to. But you're also going to have days where, you know, no one would blame you. You worked hard. You deserve a break, all that stuff. But it's going to sabotage your consistent progress. So if you have accountability, that allows you to tap into the other person's win day. And they can say, come on, you got this. Let's go. And you don't want to do it, but you do it. And then after you feel like it's great. And let's be real. What workouts do you all remember? Not the ones you felt great doing the ones you did not want to do, but you followed through anyway and did them. Yes. And at the end, those are the only workouts you remember. I've worked out for 17 years consistently to the point where if it was closed on Christmas, I found a way to, to get in the gym, no joke. But I only remember one workout and it was when I was doing my third bodybuilding show. I did not want to do it. I was not in a good place mentally, but I tricked myself. I was like, how can I get to the gym? That's all I'm going to do. I'm just going to get to the gym and I'm just going to like touch home base and turn around. So I got there and I said, well, I'm already here. So I might as well just do one set. Well, I'm already here. So I might as well finish the exercise. And then it turned into the workout and it became the best workout of my life. That is how you create wins. That's how you grow is when you push through the discomfort, which is what you do with your coaching, dude. I mean, you went through a lot of stuff in your life and that's phenomenal. But what I really respect you for is you not you didn't just keep that to yourself. You said, this is an amazing gift. I'm not where I want to be. 
I've made progress. I'm still growing. I'm not like, I've quote, not made it. I'm still making progress, but there are people who I see that are stuck where I used to be. And I might not be perfect, but I am far enough ahead where I can help them get started and help them make progress, which is what led you into coaching, man. So give us a little bit of of insight on that journey and and how that all started. Yeah. And just to your point on getting to the gym consistently, and this is really ties into my coaching too, is you, when you make promises to yourself, you have to keep them. Otherwise uh, with my coaching, it's like helping people keep promises to themselves because that's what then is going to deposit into their self-esteem bank. And yes, it's just like an idea of my, I, I heard, and I, I, you know, I can't take credit for it, but just something about optimizing your psychology to get in shape faster. Basically you would just have to truly start with boosting your self-esteem and the way you view yourself to then adapting to these new ways and these new growths and this new discomfort that you are putting in your body purposefully. And, and then really just a, finding a way to make it stick and thrive and, and really elevate all areas of your life. So yes, with my coaching, it's just, I've realized that that's the step I had to go through is that I had very, a very negative self-image. And once I realized that the first step just has to become changing that self-image and starting yeah. with small wins, that's what I've, that's what I've done with my coaching to, to help guide people through that journey. Um, in that manner and and really giving them the community and the accountability to do it and just the guidance um i realized that for me it's not about it shouldn't be complicated it should be enjoyable and i really as a as a father now and a husband i don't think it should take away from my family i in fact if, yes. if the work i'm doing to myself does not elevate and make me show up better as a husband as a as a father and give me more quality time with my family then i'm not doing something right and I'm yes. spending too much time on the wrong things. And that's what I'm constantly doing is helping people refocus on those priorities, on those non-negotiables, on those promises, on that intention, on being mindful and conscious about what they're doing so that everything that they are doing is about becoming and evolving into a better version of themselves each day, pushing themselves further and further towards that you know, bet, I don't want to say best, but like the best version that they can possibly be and reaching that full potential. So that's what I've just absolutely become passionate about. And it lights me up every single day. And I've realized that when I found what my passion was and what lit me up, like that's what I wanted to share with people. And that's what I just absolutely love doing now. So absolutely incredible, man. And, and I think that that's such a huge concept. And again, this comes down to like cliches, like things like, oh, that's so simple. Like, for example, the mind, like what the mind believes the body achieves. Oh, I've heard that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I roll, but it's different. There's a difference between knowledge and understanding knowledge is I've heard that before. You know, I've said that I've seen that meme, blah, blah, blah. But understanding is when you actually live that to a point where you understand it on a level that when you see that cliche again, you understand that to a depth and you're like, holy crap. Now I actually get it. Like I live that because if you just go through the motions, if you go through the gym, you're going to have days where you don't really want to. But if you shift your psychology and change the reason why you're doing it, it will allow you because when you get that belief, when you get that mind to believe, the body will achieve. 
and you'll start seeing results like crazy because you're not trying to yeah. become someone you think you should be. You're not trying to fit someone's mold, someone's identity. You're trying to reframe what that means to you from the actions that you take. It's not doing action. It's the meaning that the action gives you. And I think what you said about being intentional and helping your clients too, with making sure that the actions, the time investing you're doing is not just for you, but it's, and I've gone to this framework since I, I found this by accident years ago, I call it the win, win, win framework. Is the action you're doing going to be a win for the people in your life, for yourself and the people that you're serving? So like, is this going to help my wife and kid? Is this going to help me? Is this going to help my clients? If it's not a yes in all three categories, it's not worth doing because let's yeah. be real. You have to be intentional. Like we're busy pharmacists. We've got to make the most of our time, make it count. So if you can approach it from a place of service such that, yes, it elevates and adds to your quality of life, but in the process, will that add to the quality of life that you bring to the quality of lives and those you're in the lives of? And will it allow you to become the best version of yourself so that you feel fulfilled, so that you can pour into other people and you can serve at the highest level, getting you closer and closer to that potential, which no one ever reaches, by the way, but it is a constant and never-ending process but in order to stay consistent in order to really enjoy that having a community is invaluable because whatever your goals are the world moves for those who are persistent persistence pays and i say this all the time a lot of pharmacists were looking for like the quick fix like let's go all in i'm motivated i went to a seminar let's go all in and they want to do something intense what's the most intense thing i can do consistency is the most intense thing you can do because hardly anyone ever does that craziness. And that's the truth. That's the truth. And it's these simple wins that you can do day by day in support from community that really helps people go that distance. And speaking of people, man, I want to know for, for people listening to this, they probably resonate. They're probably like, yo, this Brian dude, he, he's got it going on. Like, I, I know, like, I've got self-image issues. I've dealt with this my whole life. I might feel some shame about it. I want community. I want support. I don't want to feel like I'm doing this on my own because here's the thing people have to hear. You have to do the work, but you don't have to do it alone. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, the ideal person that you are positioned to serve, can you? who is your ideal client? Like someone listening to this, who is a fit for you? Who is the person that you are equipped to serve? Yeah, that person is someone who is a family man, someone who is knows that they want to be better for not just themselves, but for other people, someone who's willing to lean in for support. And they don't think of they, they don't, they're open to learning new concepts and ideas and, and challenging themselves. And they're open to sharing wins and sharing progress. And they believe in the power of a positive mindset, like you said. And not only that, but they, they just enjoy learning they enjoy trying new things and they they love getting curious they love to really find out what is going to help them ultimately just reach their full potential and that's that's a really simplistic way of putting it but it's the person who's probably just always struggle with being in shape their whole life that they don't think they can do it and they still can like that that person i just want to reach out to you and say like you used to never give up. There is always a point in your life where you can do this. So, yes. So they've tried, they might've tried, they failed, but they still say, I know I'm meant for more. I just don't know what to do. Exactly. Yeah. 
Great beautiful. Way <laughs> yeah, that's that's beautiful. Sometimes man. it helps a lot of people just recap it for you because it's all up here and I know in my head, but like articulating it is another thing. No, um, your your passion shines through, man, and it's authentic because you like you keep diving in, evolving your business and growing, and and that's why I wanted to have you on the show so that people can really get your message and really say like, hey, like this might be the guy. Like if you're a family man looking for the stuff, you need to get in contact. So with that being said where is the best place to connect with you? Where are you active on the socials? How can people reach you? Facebook and Instagram are where I'm most active. Just my name, Brian Bisher. Got it. And guys, there will be links in the show notes so you can one click connect with Dr. Bisher because he's, he's a force to be reckoned with. Like he's on a mission, like, like he said in the intro, he's on a mission to impact 1 million lives. Like that, that's phenomenal, man. And I just so proud of you, like knowing you through the years, seeing you grow, like it, it's just been awesome and, and one of my favorite highlights for the year so far has been to give you a hug and yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. so it was good man but yeah so seriously yeah. man thank you for what you're doing thank you for the change and uh yeah man thanks thanks for showing up as your best so that you can help pour back into other people thanks for having me adam it was a pleasure as always all right guys this is dr adam martin on the fit pharmacist healthcare podcast signing off with the dr brian bisher telling you to go forth be great and dispense your full potential God bless.